If you'd like to contact the show, send us an email at liveonfourlegspodcast at gmail.com or follow us on any of our social media accounts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Live on Four Legs Podcast and on Twitter at Live on Four Legs Pod. Last night in, in this next song, I, uh, I made a mistake. I missed one note. So therefore now I have to, in order to make up for it, I have to attempt to play Van Halen's oh! Eruption <laughs> on Mike's guitar while he's holding on to it. special song that we will only play here. And away we go. You're listening to Live on Four Legs, the live Pearl Jam podcast experience featuring Mr. Stone Gossett. Live on Four Legs, a definitive live Pearl Jam podcast. And whether you're tuning in for the first time or the 75th time, welcome back, everybody. We are a Pearl Jam podcast that focuses primarily on a different live show in every episode. And today's episode, we are going to go back to our Around the World series, and we're hitting up Norway, Oslo, 2014. So we have been in the Scandinavian territory. We were there for Sweden and we're going to stay there a little bit longer. And uh, the Around the World episode that we're going to do after this is going to be another Scandinavian country. So uh, we're covering all grounds here, John. We're covering all territories. Randy Sobel here, John Ferrar over there. What's going on, my friend? Hello. Not much, man. We're still we're still stuck at home, so I got nothing better to do than talk about Pearl Jam. That's right, and that's uh, what we'd be doing if we were allowed to go elsewhere anyway. So it's really it's no change, except now you know we have a purpose. We've been we've been going through Europe for a while, and we still got a little ways to go. There's there's so many great shows and so many gems and some classic ones and some that kind of fell through the cracks, but. Yeah, we're we're hitting a lot of these European shows. We're we're getting we're getting through it. We're a little more than halfway. Yeah, I, I'm I'm surprised. You know, like uh, it definitely. We're trying to mix in as much as possible from uh, patron requests and from these around the world shows. But this is kind of this comes at a, at such a you know a unique time that we're doing this, and a lot of the 
places that we picked, uh, Oslo notwithstanding, but a lot of the places that we picked for, for doing this, um, uh, this around the world series were because the European tour was happening this year. And unfortunately that's, it's not happening anymore. We found out, uh, this past week that they had to, they had to cancel or postpone. They canceled Hyde Park and that was the first domino to fall with that. And, you know, I think we all knew it was coming. It was all a matter of time. And again, better to be safe than sorry. Uh, everything that's going on right now, look by the summer, everything could be fine. Everything could be back to normal for all we know, but we have a lot of people as myself, I was my wife and I were heading over to Amsterdam and it's a lot, you know, even if they were playing there, we would have to make a really conscious decision whether or not to go. And it's just kind of the, the man made the decision for us. It's, it's kind of not worth it at this point. Yeah. And and even if things start to get back to some semblance of, of normal, you're looking at festivals with 30,000, 40,000, even above that people in the same place. Like it's just not something that's feasible right now. So we kind of, we kind of knew that it was coming, but yeah, we, we do get the official word that all those shows will be postponed till next year, most likely, which, which could be a silver lining, which means that we could get a tour this fall and then maybe a tour in the winter. And then they, they could keep going in the summer and maybe we'll get some more shows uh, in the states as well, so we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Yep, I think your speech from last week uh, kind of ringed uh, perfectly. Where you know it's going to be emotional either way, and and once they play those songs yeah. that you you know you can feel and that you know you can relate to. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm working levels. on the I'm working on the playlist of every song that's going to be appropriate for the for the time. It's going to be it's going to be crazy. Yeah, I think the I think. Out of everything, though, like your you mentioned last week, Long Road and Alive mm-hmm. and Release and those songs that are really going to hit hard, I really think a, a lot of the Gigaton songs are going to hit just as hard as those because they're making such a Definitely. huge impact on everybody, and it's all anybody wanted out of this tour, and, and people are really, really digging the album. I, I, a lot of those songs are going to be highly anticipated for the live stage and i think we'll get emotional at that point yeah we've been making these fake set lists on our social media for what the you know kind of a fun thing to do for what the tour would have been you know and it's been hard not to include all those songs because it's something that we're all going through right now it's been you know it's been hard not to put in hiding on every show or long road open every show or you know, but it's uh, but you know, about thanks to everyone who's been checking those out and letting us know how they feel and giving us suggestions and everything. We appreciate it. It's just you know we're not taking it too seriously, but we, you know we're putting some thought behind it and and trying to make it as realistic as possible. So hopefully, it's a fun thing for you guys. Yeah, we're you know a lot of people will chime in and they'll say, "How come you didn't pick the song?" And it's just you know we we actually every time that we go through a set, we have like six or seven songs that we don't get to that we really want to get to and we'll say hey let's let's leave it for the next time and we're thinking about just about everything from you know all the rare stuff we used undone in a, in a show we used um we used a song that we'll be talking about a lot today i don't want to ruin a lot but we'll be talking about that a lot in this episode it's been fun creating the set list i think john and i have yeah i definitely takes i definitely it. have a new I have a new appreciation for what Ed does, you know, going through and making these set lists because, 
yeah, I'm trying to put myself in the headspace of, of how he thinks about it. Cause you know, you do this for a long time. You kind of, you kind of learn to see the trends and see the different things. And I, it's, it's hard work. It's, it's tough trying to construct a set with, with all these songs and trying to make it flow the right way and put the, put those moments in there for people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And everybody has differing tastes and, you know, you kind of have to hit the, the hits when you hit the hits and hit the rare and uncommon stuff when you hit those. And, you know, finding the balances is the most difficult part of doing those. But again, you know, thanks for everybody for checking those out and uh, enjoying all those. Uh, let's get to so the Reddit AMA was was interesting this past week. Uh, what 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 do you think? What'd you get? Well, I didn't get to. I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't following it. But I was. I was. It seemed like they answered a lot of questions. I was. I was impressed that they were fairly candid and like you a lot of those that stuff i would have thought they would have held back or like kind of given some vague answers but yeah they were they were pretty straightforward and honest and uh, and we even got a question answered yeah we did um i the whole and i've said it on the show before i i think the thing that i was most interested in was just how different cantonami was from the rest of the album and what they were planning for the album and i i think we all thought that Cantonami was supposed to be a part of this. So I wanted to know whether or not when they recorded that, whether the concept changed for the album. And it turns out from kind of what Mike was trying to say is that Cantonami wasn't really supposed to be part of the album. It was just kind of a one-off single and they were doing something else. I, I It sounded like they weren't, fully prepared to put out the album at the time yeah it was interesting because it it did say from the forthcoming album when they it released did. it right and that's so why maybe I they it, so. they were in the process of recording like we you know retrograde came from sessions started in 2017 and yeah like maybe they were in the process of working on stuff and thought they had something and then decided to go another way with it but yeah, I thought that they they gave a good answer to that one. I was I was I was happy that they answered it. Yeah, and then the, they answered the second question too, and he talked about of the earth, and apparently Ed doesn't seem that they've gotten a good recording take out of it. And uh, he's been they've been saying the same thing since 2010 when we first started. <laughs> yeah, so he's, that that's that's the same line they've been using for the last 10 years. So uh, we'll see. But the band likes it. That's that's a good sign, I suppose. And it, but it it did not appear on one of the holiday singles. We did find out. Nope, it didn't. And uh, what did though was we got a cover of Wildflowers, and we got a cover. Oh, that's so of, so good. Keep me in your heart. Keep, keep, I almost said see me in your heart. Yeah. Uh, keep keep me in your heart. Um, and for 2018, we got Hunted Down which is a deep cut from Soundgarden that we got the missing track. I think was that, was that the live track from, and I haven't got a chance they to were, listen to it. I yet. think it was a sound check okay. recording maybe. Okay. We'll have to see once we get the official like liner notes and credits, but I think they were, they were recorded at sound check. And yeah, the hunted down one is really different take on the song. 
Yeah, yeah. I I think once I get around to listening to them, I'm I'm gonna break them all down. And it's just been a little busy the last couple of days, but uh, to get a song that Stone's singing on, that's a Soundgarden song. I'm in for it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So, uh, where to next on the big board of things to talk about before the big thing that we need to talk about? Oh, how about Patreon? Patreon, sure. Um, obviously. Everything that goes on on Patreon is the same stuff. We're trying to get and cranking out as much exclusive content as possible that we, uh, you know, thank are thankful for everybody that, that pledges to us and donates to us. So we try to do as much for them as possible. And we are more than welcoming for anybody that wants to come aboard and join the team and, and subscribe. We offer all of the same content to, to you too. So, what exactly are people going to get if they join up to our Patreon, John? Why don't why don't you explain all this? So yeah, for for one dollar a month, you get access to everything we do over there. We we take bonus clips from the episodes that maybe didn't fit. We throw them on there so you get to hear some extra conversations. Uh, we have whenever we have a guest or something, we we throw extra stuff up there. We've been doing setlist drafts. You get the chance to. To join us for a setlist draft, um, you get bonus episodes. We've done the Devo episodes where we just kind of like take a fun topic and talk about it for ten or fifteen minutes, and then we we got evolution episodes where we talk about a certain song and break it down, how it changed through the years, uh, touchstones of like how how you know certain shows that appeared were you know made made a big impact, and uh, those have been a lot of fun. We've done. I think seven, and we've got another one coming this week. We do, yeah. We're going to do In My Tree, and I think we'll release it on Thursday. How about that? Set it in stone. Release it on Thursday. Uh, (laughs) You know, it's a good one because a lot of the ones that we've been doing have been very early tracks like Wash and Alive and Leash that, you know, started from very, very early 90s. But this one is kind of, it's cutting in the middle of the band and and it has an interesting trajectory. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll definitely break that all down. And and it's John's favorite song. So there's going to be no lack of... uh, of, of love there uh but yes that will be on patreon very soon and don't forget bridge school episodes as well we will have bridge school yeah. bridge school 96 the first night we're gonna get to that by the end of april so lots of stuff yeah it's patreon.com slash live on four legs uh again one dollar a month gets you access to everything excited for everybody that comes aboard and joins us and we're and, and you know we should say too thanks to everyone who's who's been continuing to donate i know things are tough a lot of people aren't working you know things are kind of up in the air uncertain for some people so definitely heartfelt thank you to all the people that are that are continuing to to donate through patreon that that's that's amazing thank you guys so much. absolutely it means a lot to us so you know just continuing to support this and everything is going back to you know putting into you know that 2021 tour that uh that would be coming for the next year you know we kept saying it would be coming for this year but you know we're saving it all up for that and i'm sure we'll have 
giveaways and and things that we'll be doing along the line so uh yes thank you thank you very much for anybody that's uh been donating for from the beginning or the last couple months and and if you want to be a patron head on over to and we will be ecstatic for anybody else that joins so let's get into an episode Oslo, Norway, 2014. They had played Oslo a couple of times. They played Norway five times before this show, and this was going on a little European stretch at the time. This was really the European Lightning Bolt Tour stretch, but as Ed would mention, somewhere at some point in the show, they were going on four out of five nights doing shows. So they were they were doing a lot then. Yeah, they had just been there in 2012. And yeah, this is, I don't know if it was something where when they scheduled the tour that they didn't realize how much his his voice was deteriorating and how much more he needed to rest than even just a few years later. Because, you know, back in 2009, 2010, this, this wasn't really an issue. Like, you know, they did those those four Philly shows with only one night of break and his he held up pretty well for those. But yeah, he is in his voice is in bad shape from the show, and the the set list definitely reflects that. Yeah, I I, th- I think that you're right. At this time, look, they do a full 2013 Lightning Bolt tour that basically lasts from October until early December, with a little bit of a break in between, and all of these European shows that are lumped in together. And I believe they did Australia, New Zealand in uh, early. Like January, February, they were doing the Big Day Out festivals. Mm. So you know, th- this is this is a lot for them, and this might be the first sign that you would have to say, "Hey, it's time for them to slow down just a little bit." Because look at 2015, and look at how many shows they did in 2015. Just right. a few, right. you know, the um, the Central Park show comes to mind, and then a few down in South America and Brazil. Yeah, and, and definitely. And after this, you you don't see four shows in five nights, I think, ever again after this. No, probably not. Um, maybe in 2016, do you see it? I don't think so. Because they were doing a lot of doubles. They, they were, were doing a lot of two nights in Philly, two nights in, in New York, two nights in Toronto. So maybe, but even so, that's... Yeah. Uh, double nights. Double nights are going to be... They're not going to be a thing as much moving forward, I don't think. Like, I think the LA and Oakland shows were probably done because they hadn't been to California since 2013. But I, I Mm -hmm. don't foresee them being happening much more after this. So, but again, we'll see. And and they might be in the spirits of like, Hey, let's, let's just do it and do it. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can throw the usual set list rules out the window for the show. He, he definitely made this show with the intent of of resting his voice as much as possible and letting the crowd sing and taking it easy and taking breaks and yeah this is it's it's the the dominating theme in this show yeah yeah and and i think a lot of those shows and what we'll see really early on here are songs in the beginning and there's one song in particular that you don't get in the beginning of a show that they've just kind of thrown right right from the start and the one that that really comes to mind there are two uh and maybe it's just because we've we've covered one of those shows uh 
a Milan show from 2014, Black and Sirens were played really early on in the set. And, you know, Sirens, right. I feel like they've done that a couple of times, but Black, that's very, that you know, it's different. It's it's a lot different, but we'll uh, let's get let's get to it. Let's let's get into talking about it, and we'll we'll figure out what the song is that uh, that is kind of out of place here. But open up with Pendulum, and by 2014, it's kind of expected that this is the opener every night. But they really th- it, at this point, do you think that this is starting to become? part of that opener pantheon up there with wash long road release oceans of the girl do you consider it because it's been played so often in the opener spot do you consider it as a part of that now uh, i i don't and the reason is is because it it really dropped off in 2016 and 2018 to only two or three times per tour and it's it just doesn't have the it doesn't have the history that those have and i mean i i've i've you know i got it at shows it's it's a fine opener i mean i i don't dislike it but i just don't think it i just don't think it's in that upper tier with some of the ones that you mentioned there i think it's it's in that of the girl you know, it's in that next year below your releases and long roads and washes and oceans and things like that. Yeah, to me, I, I kind of agree with you, but for the fact that it was so overplayed in 2013 that everybody knew and and maybe it helped a little bit that they were doing the three song, uh, you know, ease and open, but every show on that that U.S. Lightning Bolt tour started with Pendulum, and if it didn't start with Pendulum, yeah, but it's it's maybe. such a hard song to fit in anywhere else. You know, it's it doesn't yeah. fit in the middle of the set. It doesn't fit in an encore. Really, you this was really the only place that it could fit in. And I, you know, I go back to one of our first trivia questions that we did. You know, where what what songs have been played percentages played first, and this is this is right up there. It's I think it was number two, yeah, um, behind Wash. But yeah, this is. It's this is definitely its spot. You know, it's it's hard to fit in anywhere else, and it's it's the it's a relaxed open. It's you know, release sometimes gets intense. Long road gets intense. Even oceans kind of soars a little bit and things like that. But pendulum is very relaxed. It's very easygoing. There's it's 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 just a way to ease into the set. Yeah, I agree. I'm not offended when they open with it. I'm not like against it but again you know would i rather have oceans and release yeah. and and longer and, there, and there's yeah, cool visuals to it like usually mccready pulls out the the bow oh i love the bow. the bow yeah of course and you've got the green lights swinging back and forth that they had at this time so it's it's a, it's just a fun way to start it's, it's a very like i said very relaxed very easygoing way to get everybody into the show yep and the transition between pendulum and hard to imagine here and I wasn't really looking at the set list when I was playing this and it caught me off guard and I'm thinking to myself, whoa, hard to imagine number two. It's been a while since we've had a hard to imagine in this early part of the set because that's another one that you can kind of discuss for that opener pantheon if we did like right. a right. tournament of, 
you know, what openers would be the best. Like this could be, you know, a six or five seed, something like that. This is, it's the, the moment where the show kind of turns. You're like, Whoa, what? Right. What, what is the show going to be again? Like what, what are we in for tonight? Hard to imagine number two, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a function of that. There aren't very many lyrics to the song. He doesn't have to push his voice. There's long instrumental parts. So it, it's it's just part of that very relaxed, easygoing opening. But, you know, and this is funny because the last couple of weeks we've, you know, we've had this instance happen at, uh, on the shows we've covered where Mike has just kind of noodled and done the. Yeah. Yeah. He does that in the beginning. And my first thought is, oh, he's kind of noodling hard to imagine. And then they he finishes the chord. I'm like. Oh no, he's playing hard to imagine. <laughs> it's just we, we've had it so often, you know, the the Stockholm yeah. show, and we did a Finland show for for Patreon, uh, and he, he did that in a lot of those early sets. So caught off guard a little bit in a good way because I lo- I love hard to imagine, but man, it's it's such an atmospheric song and to start the show like i remember i got this to open the show in chicago and it just felt like the whole room was filled you know you can hear it felt like you can hear it in the halls it felt like you can hear it from you know down the road it's one of those songs it just it has it it captures the atmosphere and only real issue that I have is gonna maybe I shouldn't even tip my cap to it yet, but we'll we'll get to it. Yeah, let's 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 continue onward. Song number three. John, do the honors. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's last kiss, number three. Number three. And it's you it's it's a crowd sing along. He's his voice isn't isn't in good shape, so he he gives it to the crowd, and this is the point where he he starts he starts telling them, you know, help me out. song to sing it's that that you know that 50s 60s rock and roll style where it's again he's he's not having to push his voice to that upper register and he's not having to strain and it's and he knows the crowd is going to take the you know the woes so yeah it's it's this whole set list i mean i'm going to say the this whole episode like it's it's you can throw the normal set list rules out the window this is this is probably the earliest I mean, it might have opened a show once or twice, but this is one of the earliest that Last Kiss has ever appeared in a set. Yeah, and I'm going to go back right now and check the actual set list because 
I want to say that one of those set lists had there, there are two different set lists that are out there for, for this show and they have kind of conflicting evidence of what was supposed to be played and what did get played yeah and one of them you can tell is is Ed's and one of them is one of the guitar players because I think it's got his it's got one of the guitar techs writing on it right alright I, ha- I yeah. have this up Last Kiss is in parenthesis so that was like you can tell he's like he probably told them before like guys if 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 I'm not feeling these first two we're gonna have to throw it in there Mm -hmm. yeah and it was smart to do so because it kind of I think it catches the crowd off guard a little bit and uh, it's kind of a pleasant surprise because it doesn't feel I don't feel the crowd in the first two songs as much but you really do feel them during Last Kiss yeah definitely we get a three-headed monster with Mind Your Manners, Animal, and Last Exit. And it's, yeah, Ed's having a rough night. That's, I think, the theme mm-hmm. early on. And it gets better. It gets better as, as it goes. But he's he's having some struggles very early on. Mind Your Manners was rough for him. He was just lacking that little bit of power. Uh, a little bit of energy and and some of the range that he was getting it just it just wasn't it wasn't projecting that well and yeah, short, yeah. shortness of breath yeah the the faster up tempo screamy songs are not going to be the highlight of this show right yeah i mean last exit sounded a little bit better animal was it did. It animal did. was a little rough minor manners was a little rough but Again, you know, Last Exit is not a song that he has to go too high on, so, you know, he can kind of save himself a little bit. But mm-hmm. just that that's that's what you get from the, the four out of five days on the road and traveling and being in Europe and it's all it's all crazy stuff. Let's 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 uh, I wonder here if Matt were doing this show how he would feel <laughs> and how he would cover this because it yeah. would just be a sea of negativity. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But yeah, we, you know, I, I think it's, He'd, he would be like, just cancel the show. Why are you even playing this? <laughs> I mean, it's good to be objective and it's good to have, yeah. like, we're yeah. not beating around the bush here, but you know, there's no reason to, to say, Oh, well they sucked. Cause the band was the band sounded fine and and he was oh, yeah, going through like, a little bit of a rough patch. I think I think too. I think there's a point at the show where Mike just takes over and he's like, "All right, I, I'm this is my show now." Yeah, yeah, you can tell that. And I, I thought yeah. a lot of the interstellar corduroy stuff was was just Mike going off and Ed and even he even mentions yeah. Like we're gonna play a little instrumental song to give give me a break for a minute. Right. Right. I thought this Interstellar Overdrive I thought was really, really tight and just fucking drove. Um, Not the best corduroy in the world because Ed's, again, not projecting as as much as you want him to on the corduroy. They hadn't hadn't really started doing the the call and response, response and Mm -hmm. that didn't really start until 2016. So, yeah, it was was rough to get through by the end for him. Yeah. He, he's mingling with the crowd a little bit here, and, uh, you know, he talks to a little girl who was on her dad's shoulders and asked if they could be moved to a place that was safer, and apparently they were already moved, which is awesome, so uh, yeah, Ed yeah, kind of had a, 
had a moment with the girl and found out her name was Isabel and uh, said something about running out of pot and asked the girl if if she had a joint that that she could she could pass. So uh, probably not the best. Uh, the best course of action but that's that's that, that's he's the he's the dad of the year you know yep. that's how it goes uh-huh but uh yeah there was there was some speaking in norwegian here that i didn't really pick up on but um i mean i think it's the usual like thank you for having us and I, right all that whole thing right like, it's, it's the usual stage banter that he pulls out he did when say he, when he's oh. speaking in a language he doesn't understand he did say 100% of the people would understand English unless they were uh, seven or eight years old or drunk. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean. I think that was probably a reference to a reference to Isabel again. Yeah, yeah. Lightning Bolt in hiding middle early set here. I thought Lightning Bolt sounded really good. Ed seemed oh, yeah, to great, find a groove. Great solo. McCready takes it at the end and does a great job. Uh, this Lightning Bolt solo is one of the best I've heard. great northwest they're going to scandinavia yep Mm -hmm. yeah 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 and of course we get the quarantine social distancing theme of in hiding yeah why haven't why haven't they re-released this as a single like it's been 22 years it's not too late they've done weirder things like put this thing out because they don't like singles and they don't like being part of public spotlight. <laughs> and especially right now, they would rather have people listen to Super Bowl sure. Wolf Moon than, than in sure. hiding. But I think, you know, you talk to most fans and, and they're making their quarantine playlist and in hiding is number one on their list. So yep. uh, just yep. really cool callback. And Stone is great in it. Stone, this is a Stone song and always has those great harmonies on it. it it's 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 fantastic i believe that mike actually said in the ama that this is one of his favorite songs to play because he feels like he has to catch up with stone and he's playing a lot of the same mm-hmm. parts of stone so i thought i thought that was interesting that he said that oh and it's gonna get played a lot when they come back definitely i would think so yeah did you also he did say that he enjoys playing big wave i, I did see that yeah <laughs> I did see that. So, did did you did you show that to Matt? Did he see Matt it? Matt texted me at about six o'clock in the morning and said, <laughs> "Big wave." So, yeah, that's no, no surprise there. But, um, all right, Ed 
in the middle here says he quit drinking after last night's show, but thought, hey, maybe I'll have a couple more, and makes a toast to Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age, who put together a festival in Norway, and that gets into one of the weirder, but I like this song, weirder live songs of this night, My Father's Son. the version near the end and it sounds okay but again like it's kind of it's one that would get lost in the shuffle out of this set if they go right in from in hiding into sad light years you wouldn't have bat an eye yeah it's a it's a really deep cut off a of lightning bolt but i absolutely i thought this version was great like i thought boom was I, you know, you think of my father's son, you don't normally think of, of keyboards, but this is really a I thought song, Boone yeah. was doing some really nice stuff in the verses, like some really nice melodic little lines, and it sounded great. I thought this is this has been the, the best version of my father's son I've heard. Yeah, I, look, I I'm not a huge fan of this as a live song, but I think it's a great album song. I think this is probably a top five from lightning bolt for me and that's probably not the most popular take in the world but you know what yeah i probably wouldn't go that far but sure yeah to to me i i I just think it's cool i just think it's different Hmm. you know especially for a number three song not you know it it feels like it should be deeper on the album but it kind of I don't know. It, there's there's something interesting about it that after a couple of years of listening to Lightning Bolt, you think to yourself, you're like, you know what? That's that's really not that bad. But live, they, they just you know, while this was not a bad version at all, they just don't seem doesn't seem to stick. I mean, this was this was the most I'd ever even considered my father's son like going back and because usually it's one of those that it doesn't stand out, it doesn't have a big moment, but. Yeah, like listening to it, like and then like I didn't, we didn't have the official bootleg on this, but maybe that would affect it. But it you could really hear boom, and I I thought it was it was fantastic the way he was playing with the rest of the band. Yeah, I, I give it a I, I give it a give it a star, a little check. I thought it was a great moment in the show. And right out of that, you segue into Ed doing a little tease of Norwegian Wood. And I thought that was great. That was yeah, nice touch. Yeah, really nice touch. And and to get into sad, where you know it's just kind of you know segues from one thing to the other. I thought sad was a really good thing to come out of that. I 
my inner Matt, and he did he did fuck up the lyrics to Sad. Maybe he was still thinking about Norwegian Wood, <laughs> but he did he did miss a little bit at the first there. So Matt, I got you. We we did mention it, so we we got him covered on that. And but a, yeah, I mean, give him a break. He's had a bad voice. And... <laughs> yeah, Sad's great. It's it's one of those. It's it's almost become a classic, even though it was you know just a lost dog. It should be bigger than it is. It should be played more Definitely. than it is. It's one I'm still chasing to this day. After after Brain and Jay, it's sad. So if I ever get them in the same set, then I'm set for life. Do I ever have to go to a Pearl Jam show again? Yes. But <laughs> <laughs> you know how that story goes. Uh, Light Years 2, very, very good version of light years this is kind of yeah this whole thing like from in hiding my father's son sad light years garden this is very i'll even i'll even go back to lightning bolt all the lightning bolt to garden is is fantastic yeah but i i was i'm i'm, I'm leaving lightning bolt out because i'm i'm saying that these are all completely uncommon songs ones that you don't hmm. hear live together in the same set you know i yeah considering that i've only seen well i haven't seen two of the of these songs it's pretty deep it's it's going in pretty deep cuts for for a show that's going to have way more deep cuts way later you know they, yeah i mean two gonna get something special. two by you know two binaural era songs back to back how often do you get that uh 2000 maybe yeah yeah <laughs> not too much after that but i really good version of light years i thought that this light years yeah. really bounced and really had that I, you know how I love that um, in the chorus where they kind of do that like jump cut almost where they pause and, and it just feels so perfect when they get back into that. Positive and, and energetic vibe too. I, I I really like this version of Light Years. Oh yeah, this is one of my. It's in my top ten of Pearl Jam songs. So, no, nothing bad to say about it. This right here, Garden, being for the person in the front who Ed said had a complaint that she'd been to twenty two shows and had never heard this song. And if you look at the set list, I will go back to what I have. That suppose okay, so. This was definitely an audible because there's a song that they play later in the set that was scratched out after In Hiding, and I won't spoil it, but Garden, in a different set, comes in and is kind of written in between Light Years and Even Flow. So we haven't we haven't done the we haven't done this a lot lately where we've we've looked at because we've been doing older shows where we haven't had the actual yeah. set list to go off of. So this yeah. is interesting that we're getting especially since we're doing all the fake the the fake draft stuff. Uh, right. Right. Fake draft uh fake set list stuff uh that we are seeing kind of their mindset and and what's going on and and that they're changing on, on the fly and going into Garden a song that I don't think they had played in 2014 
yet at all. I think that the last time they played it was uh, on the 2013 tour, so it's not something that's completely familiar in their arsenal, even though it's been around forever. Yeah, and it's and it's not the like the redone where it gets really heavy and really kind of like headbanging at the end. It's kind of faithful to the the ten version, which I thought was nice. Yeah, Jeff sound Jeff sounded really good on Garden, and again, you said Mike Show. This was a, this was a Mike yeah. solo. This one, so yeah. this. Oh, by by this time, by this time, yeah, Mike Mike has taken over the show. Speaking of Mike taking over, we have a couple of Mike songs mm-hmm. in here. Even flow sirens, not for you down. Uh, we kind of waited a while to get to the even flow spot, but it felt like it was more than worth the wait because he got all of those pretty rare ones that are kind of in a row, and then bam, they hit you with with the hit and really. It's going to be the last hit, so to speak. Would you would you consider not for you a hit? I, I consider it a fan favorite. I don't know if I consider it a hit. Yeah, it's not like a written. It wasn't a radio song, right? It's a single, but not yeah. yeah. So really, even flow as a part of this is your only like you know bring your bring your buddy that doesn't know Pearl Jam into into the show and and he knows this song kind of deal, but. Um, Mike is on fire with the solo. It's oh yeah, I mean, I don't it's... usually like I don't usually like the word shredding when it comes to guitar because I think it's kind of cheesy. But he is shredding on the solo. <laughs> like that's an that's an appropriate term for what's happening. Burn your strings and get a new one. That's what he's trying to do. He's literally trying to break his strings on this. And uh, yeah, you know, you said it, Mike. Show so Ed does mention in this something about playing. Van Halen's eruption on Mike's guitar and that was kind of funny and Mike's holding the guitar while he's doing it so Ed goes up to him mm-hmm. and he just goes ding, 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 and he says little Great. finger tapping yeah you know this will be the special song every time that they play in Norway so that fun little moment there sirens end of the song obviously very emotional getting the the uh, and you know Ed very appreciative of the singing in this and this is I feel like they're hitting they really hit their stride in that earlier section there and now they're they're really they're playing to the crowd and and they're they're on top of their game on this yeah great solo and then I thought the the little reprise at the end with the acoustic guitar was really nice like he kind of does a a cool little vocal melody over it and it's it's not something I had heard before. I don't know how many times he did it, but I thought it was it was yeah, it was really nice. is is an underrated song i think a lot of people just kind of like dismiss it but it's uh live it's it's really great really powerful we're looking at the original set list here and before not for you you were supposed to get setting forth and that was probably crossed off thanks to garden being added so you miss not uh you miss setting forth but not for you gets really great car- crowd participation, clapping rhythm before the last chorus, and mm-hmm. a really, really good modern girl tag with a lot of reverb and Eddie's voice on this. 
Yeah, I mean, it sounded like you know, got he mentions like you know the whole world to do instead of nothing to do. I mean, right. you don't usually think of of not for you as like an an uplifting like positive song, but <laughs> it 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 kind of turned into that at this show. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Uh, yeah. You know. I think we covered that version a couple weeks ago that had that call and response with that, hey, and we didn't really expect that, and it was something new and something different. So, you know, it's just one, maybe every now and again, they're just like, all right, well, fuck it. It has a different meaning than it did back in 1995. So, It would be be an interesting one to cover on an Evolution episode, maybe. Uh, yes, yes. Could it be part of our Evolution Tournament? Oh, should we mention the Evolution Tournament that we're doing? Sure. Okay. Break it down. We're doing an Evolution Tournament where everybody on Patreon, we're going to keep it to Patreon. We want to get the Patreon people involved in this since it is a Patreon exclusive that uh, people are going to get a chance to vote for what they want to be the next evolution episode after we're done with in my tree and john has picked four songs i have picked four songs i've really picked three but you know john is making a compelling case for not for you but the, it is it is my pick so what what did what songs did you pick for for yours i have i have even flow black better man and immortality those are all fine choices and ones that will I'm sure at some point get episodes. I picked Hard yeah. to Imagine, Breath, Jeremy, and right now I'm not sure on a fourth, but uh, I'm thinking release. So it could be okay. release. It could be Rearview Mirror. Could, one of could those. be not for you. Could be not for you. Yeah. It could be Stupid Mop. L- we'll let's have, hear from the patrons. Uh, all right. So Down was also a part of that section. Sounded good and kind of tied in you know uh, tied a bow around what they were doing for those uh four songs that really completed that and then we get a little bit into an emotional speech as ed brings up that this being the 29th of june this was very close to the roskilled anniversary which is the next day that uh, one day yeah and you know we have to bring it up that they're not going to be doing Denmark this year, which was supposed to be on the 29th of, of June of this year. And that being the day before the 20th anniversary would have been a really, really special show. So, you know, it, it's just, it's, I'm, I'm, I feel for Denmark. I feel for those people, especially they were one of the ones that I think their, their government had banned events until August or something like that. So we knew before the cancellations and postponements happened that that one wasn't going to happen. But, you know, once they get there, that one is going to be the one to watch out for because of all the emotion. And I'm thinking that, you know, Ed, and Ed goes along you know, in the speech talking about the families that were there the night before in Sweden. And, you know, it says it'd be difficult to process or play the music if it weren't for them to have the courage uh, to still have a relationship for us to process this. And they're just very grateful to all the families. And that's where you get, you know, second second to last song at the end of the set is, is, is Love Boat, Captain. Is this just is God born, God in place First comes the love and then comes faith Let the games begin Questions arise and answers fall Insurmountable Love, oh, Captain, 
like and this is this is the song that is the uplifting song you know uh where you can sing 20 years ago today and you know it's always a part of their history you know this would have been a major moment in Denmark this year but I guess I guess that's a non-factor and we should just focus on the Oslo version because again it has the same idea whether it's 20 years or 14 years uh, it has the same impact and, and it's definitely done for a reason here to you know just commemorate you know those those who were, who were lost in, in the tragedy. Yeah, I mean it was it was inspiring. You think about it, again, you you tie it into what's going on now with you know with the coronavirus and we're losing so many people and it's it it just yeah it means it's it's even more relevant you know just as relevant now as it was then. Yeah, and it's you know this is one they haven't busted it out in fifty shows. So, you know, they feel yeah. confident that, that, you know, it's it's time to bring it back. And and again, some great, some great mic stuff in this version, too. Yeah, yeah. Ed, Ed, Ed's voice is being back to being a little bit rocky here, but you know what? It doesn't change at all how powerful yeah. Yeah. this version is. And, and this was actually, this was the one I mentioned before that was supposed to be earlier in the set, mm-hmm. I think, after In Hiding, so... There's your last switcheroo for set one, and then we'll get to a bunch of just throw stuff at the wall for for the encore. But Porch, oh, well, actually, this was another one. <laughs> Lest <laughs> I forget, uh, Porch is re- replaces Rearview Mirror that was originally set to end the first set. But uh, now we get a nice and uh, nine-minute-long version of Porch. Yeah, it gets into kind of an interesting jam there, you know, in the from about minute four to minute seven. You know, it's it was uh, it was cool. I thought, yeah, I th- I I thought this was a pretty long nine minute version. I, I was oh yeah, oh yeah, into it for a while. It felt like that went on for a long time. I was very surprised that looking back and and stopping it that it was only nine minutes long. I would have guessed it was like 12 or 13 minutes. It just felt like it just kept going and going and going, which of course is not a bad thing. Yeah. You know, they use the repetition in it to kind of build up the tension and like play around with it. And again, Mike and Jeff playing together and Jeff is always doing really great stuff in porch. And you may, you've mentioned it a couple of times in the show. Yeah. And, Jeff had a good show, yeah, think, show. Yeah. The Jeff and Mike and stone really, I think, stepped up to the plate and and took over for when when Ed was not having his best night. We get out of the first set and into the encore and this is where, you know, some some cool shit starts to go down and Ed says we rented out the place for the whole night so let's take some advantage and he messes Oh, and we should mention too there's there's a long break in between set 1 and set 2 like Yeah, about 6 part minutes of it, I or think so. was them was them having to scratch through the set list and <laughs> change everything around. But part of it too is he was probably drinking tea and honey and yeah. whatever else, and it's a it's a very long break in between porch and uh, and when they came out to start the encore. Yeah, there were a lot of things in here that were scratched off that that they had originally set in. So the big one wasn't set to be on the set. That looked like a last minute ad, and really you're supposed to get small town in this. Yeah, I think Either that was second them, or third. That was him wanting to give them something special for having to put up with, with the the vocal the issues. Wave. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And then you're also, and I can't even read. Oh, I think black was supposed to be in there somewhere. I think there's a black slash footsteps and they decide to go with footsteps and then let the records play somewhere in there too. And then also got some. So they're, they're just throwing a lot of stuff on paper here and, and going in a different direction. So let's see what they end up doing. And, and something that was on both of these set lists in its consistency is yellow moon opening up this set, which is a pretty lightning bolt thing to do. Not a song I mind at all live. It's uh, you know, it's got a nice, you know, trajectory to it and, you know, atmosphere and yeah, it goes, it goes back to, to pendulum too, where it's very relaxed. It's, it doesn't get, you know, angsty and intense. It's just, it's just a nice, easy kind of folky vibe to it. But, we'd be burying the lead if we'd be talking about yellow moon because we have not only Mm -hmm. in this encore alone, we have three live on four legs debuts, but one of them being a cover (laughs) Two back to back here. We talked about this, the end of last episode. I totally forgot that this song was in this set list. And we talked about trying to fill as many as we could out of the songs that we haven't covered. And, we're getting two of them back to back. So here's live on four legs debut. It's sleeping by myself. talked about it yet so this is this is free range anything you want to say about sleeping by myself throw it out there because who knows when we'll talk about it next Eh, i mean sure it doesn't (laughs) get played very often it's it's more of a a solo song everybody knows it it was probably filler on lightning bolt but and let me ask you again it just let me ask it just kind of falls apart at the end this is not a this is not like a classic sleeping by myself no it's, it's better suited like it really does just fall apart at the end like they just they can't even get through it fucked up it sounded like ed had missed yeah a verse yeah. or something like that but they literally just you know all right well let's let's hit the ending and then then finish up but did you um when lightning bolt first came out did were you a little bothered that they put an ed solo song on this album i would i wouldn't say it was bothered i mean it's it's fine for what it is it's, it's a nice kind of happy song and lightning bolt is 
is more of a happier record than some of the previous ones. So Would you it, rather it have had another in. original Pearl Jam song instead? Or? Oh, of course, of course. Okay. Give, yeah, give me all, give me all the songs. I want, I want to hear everything. But okay, um, yeah, it's it's and it's kind of tucked in that weird section by near the end where like you get Yellow Moon and Future Days and Sleeping by Myself, and it's kind yeah. of it's it just kind of gets lost in the shuffle there. Um, I start yeah, to I mean, zone out of that album once Swallowed Hole comes yeah. around. Yeah, I mean it's just a, it's it's weirdly placed. It would almost it would almost be better as like an opener, maybe in the album, but that doesn't really fit in really with what they do. But no, yeah, it's just it's something they and they just don't they don't play it very often. I mean, like I said, we've we've done seventy five of these and just now just now getting to it. But yeah, it's and it's got kind of a it's a weird rhythm. It's got kind of an up tempo acoustic y rhythm, which is tough to do right. sometimes, especially on ukulele. So I, yeah, I get is, why they don't play it very often. This but, is the only yeah, they, ukulele song they do where the whole mm-hmm. band is involved because Soon Forget mm-hmm. is, is just Ed. Right, right. So, and but yeah, they, they 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 can't make it all the way through the song. So I don't know if that was this even the last time they played it. How many times have they played it since then? This is only the fifth time they played it. They played yeah. it. Fi- they played it fifteen more times. That's that's low at this point. I thought that they they would have played it more. A number yeah. five out of twenty. Hmm. Okay. They played it a couple times in two thousand eighteen to, to five times. Yeah, that's more than you know. I got shit. We we haven't used it on a fake set list yet. We might have to. We'll get to it. Well, yeah, they're all, they'll all get in at some point. Don't but worry. By the time this comes out, it may have already appeared on the fix that list. Yeah, well, everything's getting in at some point. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. That's the first debut. The second debut, and Ed, <sighs> yeah, Ed sort of. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna need a minute before get some we... water. This song, you guys. This has been one of my favorite songs since I first heard it. And I, like a lot of you, I never, ever thought they would play it. This is absolutely one of my favorite Pearl Jam songs. I love it so much. And I remember watching the setlist thread on the forums as this was happening. And I almost fell out of my chair when this came up on the on the thread that they had actually played it. I could not believe it. And I think I wasn't alone. I think there was a lot of like, wait, what? Like somebody, somebody check that. Right. But somebody needs to go and edit that because they're fucking with you. But they did play Strangest Tribe for the first time.
first out of the two times. I happened to be at the second one, and it came as a huge surprise for me at that show because I don't. I knew it was really rare. I didn't. I, you know, maybe single digits, but I didn't know it was just one time. It was just this one that they did, and this is what. Ten years after the Lost Dogs album came out, probably one of the last Lost Dogs that they hadn't played. You know, I had Hitchhiker yeah, I mean, the, the played single, at this point. The single came out in 1999. Like this is 15 years after we first heard the song. Right, right. It's it is real deep. And okay, so I'm just mesmerized by listening to this version. It feels like. Yeah, Stone's got something really good going on, and like the pace of it is perfect, and it feels yeah. They they didn't try to like they didn't try to speed it up. They didn't try to like mess with it. It's yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I mean, they must have sound checked it. I don't know if we have the the sound checker. Maybe that maybe that was why they took such a long encore break. Maybe they played it all the way through backstage or something. Right. Yeah. But yeah, like oh, it's. It's it's one of the top one of the top moments in in their history for me when they when they broke this out. Like you talk about, I mean, you can separate like iconic moments that are iconic because of the time period, like from the '90s. Obviously, a lot of that stuff is very meaningful. But this, as far as like live debuts and breaking out stuff that you never thought you'd hear, this is right up there with with a lot of that stuff. The cl- as it as it. You know, as the term coined, uh, the collector's songs. Mm-hmm. This is one of the, probably the ultimate collector songs out there. You would think. Oh yeah, especially yeah. one time in Europe, one time in the states. And I, what I will say is, when I listened to this version, and I went back and I listened to the Fenway version, the show that I was at, and the Fenway version is much more like upbeat and you know paced, and and there's way more. Of Matt going on, this was Matt was very very subtle in this, um, yeah. But it didn't have the same weird and exotic almost vibe that that this one does. This one just it sounds creepy. It sounds like you're kind of on a boat on like you know a small boat on on a river during you know, then at nighttime and you see like kind of look through the bushes and you see eyes glaring at you. I don't know if it's, well, it's almost, uh, it's almost to me, it's almost like a film noir thing, like a, like black and white, like everything's kind of smoky and dark and like you're in a room, but you're like, not sure if there's anyone else in the room. And like, it's like you said, ominous is a, is a good word. It's, it borders on creepy in a good way. Like it's, it's something I think that, that stone does really well. And I think, you know, it, we talked, we talked about gigaton, we talk about buckle up and this is, that's the latest in the lineage of stone songs that goes back to this and like fatal and things like that. you know, it's, it's a really, it's a really unique song for them. They, they don't have many songs that sound like this. Not at all. Not, not at all. And I think that's what makes it so appealing and, and it makes it such a, an interest whenever they do bring it up the, the two times that they have. And, uh, you know, I, I would think that it's probably not going to show up any more times in, you know, the latter stages of their career. Maybe, like, you'll get 
tops four or five. Maybe they busted out one well, or two more we times. We have reached. We have reached the fuck it. Let's play anything era of Pearl Jam. So you never know. Yes, but we're also in the you know. Hey, we got to play smaller sets to save Ed's voice for the rest of the tour. And, Pearl and, Jam. and a new albums, so all the rare stuff gets rarer. Exactly. So, do we see Strangest Tribe again? Who knows? On this show, Time will tell. There's only you know, maybe we get to that other Fenway show. I have lots of yeah. stories from that. I can say I barely remember Strangest Tribe, but that's again, if we ever get to that, we'll get to that. But what a what a great performance that was in this and something that you really, especially for this version, aren't going to hear it played oh, yeah. like I'll, this again. I'll go ahead and say this is my number one moment from the show. Hands yeah. Down. Yeah. That, By that's far. Not, that's not a shocker and it's going to yeah. be mine too. So it's really sure. Spoiler alert. Save, save you one for the end. All right. Rest of the encore here. We do have, footsteps and we've been doing a lot of early versions of footsteps so now that we're back to a harmonica version compared to the original i know you're a fan of the original i i happen to like the harmonica version i think it brings in an extra i, extra I don't hate it i mean footsteps is a great song either way it doesn't bother me i just prefer it yeah I, I without see, but yeah the, this version was saying. still it was still somber i mean coming off a of strangest tribe they're not going to be in the mood to play it you know super upbeat and folky but yeah, this this is a great version of Footsteps, absolutely. Now we get a little Rolling Stones, which is a, a cover debut for their show, Waiting on a Friend. back in 2006 so i think it was like 229 or 224 shows before they had played it again here and um this is interesting because it's not a stone song that i'm really that familiar with it's sort of like a later 10 year stone song yeah it was uh, I, i remember seeing the video on like vh1 in the 80s or something there's the video where they're kind of walking down the street and they all the different band members come in at different times and yeah, but like, and it this goes back to it's just a laid back song. It's not something. It's it's very 
very easy to sing. It's kind of lilting, like it's right. it's not a, a stressful thing for his voice. So, and again, I'm sure this was probably Mike Mike's doing as well because he's I, yeah, the big Stones Mike's, guy. Yeah, Mike's the Stones guy, absolutely. So, I you know I would love. I think my favorite Stone song is is Can't You Hear Me Knocking. So I would love for them to do that as a cover one day. I think you know. To hear Ed do those, you know, the uh, those verses and, and going through that, I, I I think that would be great. But uh, this seems to be the Stones. If they do go back to the Stones, they go back to this. And Mike has actually done two or three times, I think, a preset where he's done Dead Flowers. Right. Yep. So, yeah, I, I like I like the the Stones like this where they're they get kind of almost acoustic like your wild horses and things yeah. like that and uh i'm drawing a blank on some of the other ones but yeah i kind of like it when they when they get a little folky and like don't try to you know you know they're kind of like later 60s stuff not the early 60s stuff sure sure yeah i, I mean i grew up on hot rocks that's you know yeah. my dad had all those were all the hits so like 19th nervous breakdown and you know uh, under my thumb which to this day i can only hear that song and think of the fucking hell's angels uh but um you know that's that's all shit that i grew up with so i didn't really know waiting on a friend too much but i yeah, we'll, I, I like we'll that version to, we'll have to do one of those 97 shows where they were opening up for them we'll have to talk about it some more that would be cool yeah um yeah. and 2005 I think uh, that uh, PNC Park show. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, a couple times. Now, now shows. that we now that we've got we've got the big board, we got to start filling in some of these years. It's very true. Yep. We're uh, we might ha- we might have to do two shows per episode now. It's four oh, hour episodes. Yeah. Get ready. Then during this if this quarantine keeps going, we'd be doing one episode a day just to have something to do. As Stone would say, buckle up. That's right. All right, so some more Rare Stuff. We're not done with the Rare Stuff in this show. We get Satan's Bed, and at first you're thinking, all right, the Satan's Bed, it's working, it's pretty good, and then you get to one of the later later verses chorus, and and Ed has just lost himself, and he's like, fuck, I forgot this song. Probably for, you know, the 34 times that they had played it to this point, you know how many times has he gotten it right not too many twice when it comes along it's fun there's nothing bad about satan's bed yeah it's it's, it's a it's it a crowd pleasing moment it's it's everybody because everybody knows that everybody knows vitalogy so it's one of those that gets a huge crowd response every time they play it, no matter if they right. get through it or not right uh, ending section here why go to luke into rearview mirror and one of the first things that came to my mind was just why go is such a good encore moment for people to go crazy and it seems like the crowd wasn't fully invested in that beginning part where Ed is sort of egging him on a little bit. I don't know if that's because I think they were still coming off a of stranger's tribe. Like what the yeah, fuck happened? That, that's that sort of what like, I'm thinking too. Yeah. Like that would have just, I wouldn't have been able to even focus after that. 
Right. And then you have to kind of, you know, Satan's bed's another one. Probably half the audience hadn't heard Satan's bed live before. Yeah. So you're still sort of in that mode of like. They're, they're still turning to their friends and looking at their phones going like, oh, my God, they played it. Um, did, did you like, yeah, it's right. Yeah, you the you get a little uh, hangover moment here. Right. And, you know, Lucan was not the best choice for this show. Yeah, no. I don't know. No. And maybe it's just because Ed feels like he can, you know. He, he he made it through about a third of the words. Yeah, Lucan, I was giving yeah. it a C plus C-ish. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it wasn't the best choice when you know that you're having an off night with your voice. Go with go with something else that is is not Lucan. Anything but Lucan. But Rearview Mirror, what can what can we say about Rearview Mirror that we haven't ever said about Rearview Mirror? It's yeah. There's not a bad version. Never. It just yeah. This one just motors through that bridge. Just it just keeps up in the pace. They go they go one they go one. Uh, uh, measure with it. They go another. They go a little bit faster. They go a little bit faster. They go a little bit faster, and then it all kind of calms down, and you just get mad, and then the bass comes back in, and and it's that's where that's your live moment right there, where everything comes full circle, and you realize like, okay, this may be near the end of the show, but I've gotten more than my money's worth for this. And if you notice, Ed actually cautions a fan in the crowd to watch their head near the end of the song. So, you know, that's Ed yeah. taking taking a break from what he's doing to make sure that people are safe. Always, you know, going back to, to Ross Killed, like we talked about before, Ed being yeah. very cautious. Well, it's, it's always at the forefront. Mm-hmm. But also, this has a big ending feel to it. Just the end feels just like the biggest arena rock song that you can think of. Yeah, I mean, it... It's perfect. It's 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 just one of the songs that it transcends wherever it is, and they could play it first, they could play it last, they could play it anywhere in the middle. It's like when in Greenville and like when they did the Versus show, it fit perfectly in the album. Like it's just one of those songs that it's it's just magic. Like it like there's there's not a bad version. It fits in wherever they they get into it every single time. Yeah, yeah, and you know I think we're treated to something good when whenever we know it's ending an encore or ending a section it's you know again you're 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 coming off of that high point before uh they they leave the stage to come back out to do some some other stuff that that's a great point to leave you off of so encore two is starting here and you get a couple of uh couple rare ones before you get into the bread and butter you get a little comatose you get a little leash and uh <laughs> comatose isn't really giving ed's voice a rest at all and and it was it was there was a weird ending to it like i felt like it lacked it lacked some of the bite and even musically it just didn't feel like it should it was a weird a weird choice for this it was dropped it was definitely in drop tuning it was it was a weird choice for this like again play play a cover play comfortably numb play masters of war plays play small town like where did that go great crazy mary yeah just do man it was a weird these two songs are a weird choice for this and and leash is like the lucky face but again it 
it just didn't have this. And, you know, obviously it's not going to have the same bite that it did in the 90s, but this didn't no. even have the same bite that some of the 2010s versions do. Yeah, this one was not their best moment of the night. It just it just felt like it wasn't together. It felt like the band hadn't played in years and, you know, whether whether or not they, they had played in in a while, it, it just came off as kind of sloppy you're giving a crowd leash but again the crowd got so much in the show as it was that you almost don't need a leash if you're gonna play it like this right That's sort yeah of what I'm like, like throwing a black like that would have been so much better yeah well black was on the original set list so yeah yeah sure um and on that all right you get a really powerful live at the end mike is again the energy with mike is just you know top notch but really what i love about this this section is that we get an appearance from uh, ray cameron matt's son and there was a little part during rocking in the free world that i'm wondering was that ray playing on it because it's kind of during the solo section he kind of he kind of goes off and he does a little thing on his own i thought it was really cool They've done this a few times throughout the years. He, yeah. He'll make an appearance every once in a while, especially like during the summer when he's not in school, obviously. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah, this was this was great. I'm sure you know he'll he'll remember that the rest of his life. I mean, he's kind of an adult now, right? <laughs> Almost, was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's at least eighteen. He has to be, right? And then you finish off the night with a really good lead better that Mike again is going on. Oh yeah, he's... and again we we've mentioned McCready ten fifteen times already in this. It definitely deserves a, one more mention. Yeah, this alive and and I'll mention it alive too. Like you, you mentioned a little bit, but yeah, alive and yellow lead are both uh, McCready dominated. Like he he absolutely took over the show. Agreed, agreed. That gets us to the end. So number three, number two, number one. Strangest tribe, strangest tribe, strangest tribe. I'll say you know I'll I mentioned my father's son. I feel like. That that should be a number three, my father's son. I really liked the way the way Boom was playing with everybody. I it sounded really cool. It took me by surprise. And then I'll I'll say the the sirens. That was think the like that even flow sirens garden stretch was where McCready took over and a really great solo in sirens and then Ed doing the really cool vocal melody over the little acoustic reprise at the end. I thought it was was uh worth mentioning and then yes but though those are like those are at like if you if you like do that thing where you shake your hand like at waist level those are down there strangest tribe is like way above well, don't go head. shake don't go shaking hands now yeah keep your distance shake hands like you <laughs> know how you do where you're like 2014 shaking hands where you're pointing out like where at a level something is so oh, those two oh, are like oh. at mid-level <laughs> strangest tribe is way above your head as high as you can reach yeah, yeah, yeah further yeah. up as as number one from this show. Got it. All right. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think okay. my, my other two, I mean, I love the significance of love boat captain in this. And obviously that's one of my favorite riot act tracks. So, you know, I gravitate towards it whenever we cover it, but, um, this was a really good light years too. uh, the surprise of hard to imagine it. It's it. 
it's a little tough. Like I, this, the show had good sections instead of good moments. I think you brought up that yeah. that yeah. section of you know even even flow through down was really good, and the section from lightning bolt through garden was really good. Uh, and you know, I, it's hard to pick just one thing. I, I lightning. Uh, I'm sorry, light years, not lightning bolt was was the one that I thought really popped. And and uh, so I'll go light years. And Love Boat Captain is my two others, but sure. Strangest Tribe is those. Just, those are both great songs. Yeah, yeah. Strangest Tribe is just on another level, and yeah. I can I can listen to this all day. So you might you might get another play of it at the end here, just <laughs> just for shits and giggles. So Definitely. all right, rating. Yeah, it's tough because Ed's not on his game. He's he's not where he needs to be. But I feel like I almost can't penalize him too much for that because he he worked around it he did the best he could he got through the show they they rearranged the set list to make it work mike and jeff stepped up stone stepped up you had a there there's def, there's still some great moments in the show uh so i'm gonna give it a seven and a half yeah that's right where i was too um yeah yeah i think that... with but without without strangest tribe it's that brings it up at least a full point. I would have said like six and a half. Yeah, six. Tribe. Yeah, because Stranger's I, I, Tribe. That moment is is a is a ten. Absolutely right. We don't do this show if it's not for Stranger's Tribe. Let's let's you know be completely transparent here. Stranger's Tribe is the reason why, and and maybe you know it fits perfectly in with we want to check off every song that we haven't done so far and we want to check off as many countries it's as we of, want it's to do. one of my but against one of my favorite songs i've been you know waiting to cover it you know any any chance i get to talk about strangest tribe I will. So it's probably my favorite song on the christmas singles all the way through and we have half of an evolution episode for that already so we're you know yeah. once we get to fedway we can put together a full <laughs> Strangest Tribe Evolution. Yeah, that that's interesting. How many songs have we covered the complete history of? That's that's another thing we. Oh, can there get is to. one. There, there is, is one. one. Yeah. yeah, like re- oh god, I got to think about it. Oh, we did. You did you do you did the Evil Little Ghost Show right? No, we didn't because we haven't okay. done any of the Wrigley's okay. yet. Okay. Oh yeah, there. Sweet Lou. Sweet Lou. Yeah. We did yeah. both versions of Sweet Lou. So we've completed so, Sweet Lou. Yep. We have the Sweet Lou that's anthology be, under our belt. That's going to be the next big board is covering every version of a song. Good God. It's going to take us a long time to get to even flow. Yeah. How many porches are we going to – I mean, we can't because there are even flows that have gone, you know, undocumented and, and well, yeah, we don't have those, bootlegs. You know, we'll, we won't count we, those. You know, we, okay, we have, we have so, to go by what we have. Yeah. There's leniency. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just as like on the big board, the ones are grayed out or we don't have set list or bootlegs for, so we can't right. count those. We'll count those as complete. Definitely go and check out that photo. It's on all of our social media accounts yeah. if you haven't yeah. seen it yet. Because I, it's I, I, just, put, I put a lot of work into it. I hope people appreciate I yeah, they better appreciate it because I, I know if I would have tried that, I would have given up on the second uh the second column or I've been, the second I've been working row. on it since like January. Well I didn't realize you were doing it that yeah. long. Yeah. Jeez. That's when I had the original idea. And, and you'll see yeah. and you'll see there are five boxes that are free spaces at the end. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So it's like yeah, it's over a thousand little boxes. That we're we're gonna need a bigger boat. 
So uh, you want to cue everybody in on uh, what we got going on next week? One of my favorite years, the year I first got to see Pearl Jam, 1998, and we are going to have a special guest. We are. A guest that has been on the show many a times, and he's coming yep. back because he's a, a fantastic guest, and he knows more than we can ever think about the band, and uh, we're bringing back Patrick Bagel to do a little Cleveland from 98. This is going to be interesting because that's kind of uh, Matt's really breaking out party with the band uh, mm-hmm. where, you know, very early on he was not uh, playing a lot of different songs. So we're going to – what I'd like to do is I'd like to look at the differences between the set list from that time that he was doing and, and see how many changes were going on and see how many from each album he well, was, he it's was getting into because the As the tour went on, they were adding more and more, you mm-hmm. know. Because he's, again, he's a badass drummer. Like, it's, he learned all those songs in two months, and then he was learning more on the road as they were going. And that 98 tour is so important for them as far as, as what they, what the modern era of Pearl Jam became. Like, they were, st- and again, there's, there's still cool stuff. There's still cool moments. They were bringing back stuff. You know, we, we've covered the breath thing that they brought back. Um, but yeah, that 98 tour is unbelievable. There's so much good stuff there. Yep, and that's probably not the last time we're going to do something from 98 yeah. this year. It's, oh, yeah. it's not a it's you know 98 and 96 have been very light for us and you know we're going to try to check get, out the big board you can see. Exactly. Try to get to as many things as possible, but that'll be next week. So Again, if you would like extra content, including the In My Tree Evolution episode that's coming out this week, probably on Thursday, head on over to patreon.com slash live on four legs. We have two tiers, either the $1 tier, that is the bonus leg, or the $5 giga leg tier where you can get on an episode as soon as a couple months that will have you on doing an episode of your choice. So, And even if you are joining the bonus tier, you do get to pick an episode for the show. At some point, we will get to it, but we have a ton of patrons that have made a ton of requests, and, you know, front of the line is front of the line, and and we will get to them all at some point very soon, and looking forward to all of it. So, with that being said, this may be the end. We're here, but not for much longer, and although we may be parting ways, I miss you already, and I miss you always. We'll see you on the flip side next week for John and Randy and Oslo 2014 and the strangest tribe, which you all are a part of. We thank you. We see you then. I just want to hear strangest tribe again. Bye everybody. Strangest trials